0: 2080 baseball podcast here for this week. Uh, what would you call this in mono? I don't have mono, but it sounds like I do. Yeah, you sound bad. Sound terrible. But so. you look fine. So there you go. And I you're matching s- blue and blue. I sound I sound better <laughs> than the Yankees' uh, decision making, perhaps. I don't say the Yankees' decision making. Joe Girardi. say
1: Girardi's decision making. Yeah.
0: I am Travis Crins. You are Evan Hendershot. We are almost done with the first round of the playoffs. So you have uh, three of the four series at 2-0. I would assume at least one of them. Uh, could possibly go for. All that's uh, going is going as planned right now. It is. I've got uh, I've got Arizona and the Cubs. I like one of those two to do something. Probably the Cubs to win, but uh, Arizona goes back home. But the big important story of the week in baseball was uh, the Yankees. Uh, how they played against the Twins, I thought was great, and uh, how they played against the uh, Cleveland squad in Game Two. Uh, questionable. You start with the Lonnie Chisenhall at bat. You say. It was not reviewed, uh, you would have reviewed that. Everybody's saying yes. Please just take a look at it. Very important call.
1: Yeah, what's the harm in that? I I think we shouldn't gloss I know it was a long time ago now, but I don't think we should gloss over the Yankees, Twins, and the Rockies, D backs games. Those were both very start there? good. Yeah. The, I mean, just I think this is just worth mentioning. It's first of all, it's good that the teams that are um, better luck. better won in in exciting games, but those are both really exciting games. Um, although if the Twins or the Rockies would have won, I think. Um, they still would have been down 2 nothing, likely to the
0: team they played. Well, that's, next. yeah, that's true.
1: So- um, but I just think it's good that the good teams won for me, obviously, and for most people, I think. But I, those are really exciting games, and that's the one good thing I can say about the one-game playoff. Other than that, I think
0: it stinks. First five innings of Twins-Yankees was all right. Once they got up by i mean three four runs The game was done but it was good for that short amount of time Yeah, for the first uh, four hours of the eight hour game it was good (laughs) i mean these games have been very long i haven't seen anybody bring that's always the the talking Mm -hmm. point with baseball how long the games are and these games have been as long as any games i've ever seen but apparently people just don't care because of the playoffs and they're exciting games
1: yeah i I guess people don't care i think some people are mentioning it a little bit uh it, it does people don't care as much i
0: think but you don't want your biggest stage to be... Um, like this game, what, this Boston-Houston game started at 1, one thirty. I think so. And it's already almost three hours in, and they're still in the seventh. This is going to be fine for fans
1: like us, and I don't even know if it is for me, actually. I'd like it to be a little bit faster-paced,
0: but you're never going to get any new fans like this, I don't think. Well, the games are exciting, so if people see that, that uh, Yankees and Cleveland game from... Uh, Friday night they're going to probably maybe tune in on Sunday night and see it and just to check in to see what happened. Uh, twins uh, had had the great first inning and that was all they had. They didn't have a great first inning. The top of the first <laughs> They was had good. a great top of the first inning. <laughs> and the other team had to bat and it mm-hmm. was tied at three apiece. So Irv wasn't on. Severino wasn't on. Uh, we've seen a lot of short starts. John Gray has admitted that he just wasn't ready for it. He was too anxious or nervous or excited? Uh, is that what happened to Severino? Just too much on the line there. Or essentially a guy who's, I guess, I kind of consider him still a rookie, especially as a starting pitcher. I think... Um, Big stage.
1: Yeah, I think the the bigger problem was just he was leaving it over the plate, uh, which is any Not bad good. outing starts there. Or, or with wildness. He wasn't doing that, but... Um, yeah, he's just leaving balls over the plate, and they were squeaking over the wall because it's Yankee Stadium. So, um, A lot of cheap home runs for both
0: sides there. Mm-hmm. A lot of cheapies. At least they both got them, though, I guess. Uh, eight to four. Uh, Twins had Mauer up, I believe, in the seventh. Two runners on, a shot uh, to deep left field. Uh, that was kind of their last chance right there. Could have tied the game, but ultimately it, it still would not have mattered. Uh, Irv, Irv didn't pitch great. I was maybe a proponent of pulling him after that first inning. Mm-hmm. Pitched the second inning, gave up another run. So sixty-four pitches in those two innings. Uh, I mean, again, if the Twins were going to win this game, I thought it had to be like a two-nothing, two-one game. I don't think they were going to outslug the the team that had hit the most home runs in baseball and had scored the second most runs in baseball this year, next to Houston. I did like Paul that uh, he Barrios was the first guy out of the bullpen. He also didn't pitch great, but he had to be the first guy out, and Hildenberger had to be the pr- first bullpen arm out of the game. And so that was perfect for me. I thought Paul did a good job pitching wise in this game.
1: Yeah. Um, I think uh, the guys just weren't very good. Yeah. Hildenberger wasn't very good either. A lot of run, right? No. But yeah, whatever. What are you going to do I uh, mean, in that situation? You don't have anybody. That's like just a nightmare scenario. If I mean, you're you need your two, no good pitching.
0: two best guys out there. It was tandem start, which we'll talk about more. Hildenberger came out. Uh, they had Allen Busnitz, who's fine. They also had Buznitz and Barrios up, like in that first or second inning. It's like, why is Boosnitz up? You're not bringing him in. Uh, Barrios, I mean, they, And there was another situation where they had two guys up as well when it was obvious one of them was going to come in and the other wasn't. So I don't know why uh, he even did that.
1: I think the thing here for the Twins is it's clear um, they're going to need pitchers. Cl- pitchers. Yeah,
0: their bullpen isn't
1: miserable. I mean, they have found some guys that yes, we have looked look like they can be pretty solid but they're definitely going to need starting pitching and this just highlighted that i think um so at least they made it there and there you go
0: hildenberger rogers boosnitz three guys those are going to be your top three guys in the bullpen and they all pitched in this game so that was good to see so they found some bullpen guys for next year chad green comes in uh does well gives up one run in two innings and then uh, David Robertson, he came in. Uh, he got the win, which he should have because he was the best pitcher out there. Three in the, uh, third innings. Uh, the
1: thing the Twins did here, I think, was they chewed up the Yankees' bullpen pretty good and did not set them up well. Although, they had plenty of a break thanks to Jaime Garcia um, pitching on Thursday pretty well. Um, so, I don't know what happened, but you can tell the Yankees' bullpen's been overworked all year and it's
0: showing now, I think. Brian Kenny's been uh, he's been a big star of the playoffs. Is everything <laughs> is going as he would like it to go? Not out of uh, it's out of necessity. Not any no, no manager is starting Chad Green. Mm-mm. Like maybe he suggested, I posted today on Twitter. Uh, maybe Boston should start uh, Craig Kimbrell, and you had said maybe start David Price. Uh, you don't need five or six innings. You're looking for like three innings. David Price is still out there, north of 50 pitches right now, maybe completing uh, close to four innings here. So, yeah, and Doug Pfister, that first inning was terrible. Gave up three runs. Uh, so, will, will we see this happen? I don't know what Cleveland, if there's a game four, what they plan. They had Josh Tomlin pitch earlier in the series. I would uh, probably think if Tomlin is your pitcher in game four. I think you're going Bauer, probably. Are they going to do that? Well, considering the way he pitched, if there's a game four, okay, which I don't think there will be. Okay, we're done, we're done with the Yankees-Twins. Did you like Terry Francona's initial decision here how he set up the rotation with Bauer, Kluber, uh, Carrasco on Sunday night, then Tomlin for a Game 4, which is tentative, and then to finish it off with Kluber? That's how it originally was. This can always change. Yeah, I did I not like it. it. I think it shows how
1: confident he is in, def- in, in their ability to beat the Yankees. To me, it says, you know what? We're not going to get to Game 5. Kluber's going to start game one of the second series. And that confidence is proving... Uh, well, although Kluber was bad. That, that confidence was proving to be um, correct, I think. So, I'm fine with it. Uh, I I don't love it. But I, I just... I think Cleveland was such a uh, favorite here that um, they knew they didn't have to really... Even though, by all means, this should be a 1-1 series. It should be. Um, but even then, I uh, they're still... If this were a four-game series, which it it very likely won't be, this move would be questionable. Who who are the two best pitchers that Cleveland has right now? Well, I think if you're going in, you're thinking uh, Kluber and Carrasco. No? I'd go Kluber and Bauer. I think that's just a one-game performance. Oh no! Here.
0: Look at what Bauer. Look at what. Look at just compare. I what, know he's had a good September. Yeah, just compare been, what been they've been like since, right now. He's right been good now.
1: since Salazar came back. Yes,
0: just look at what they've done the last six starts. I just don't think particularly highly. Of okay, Bauer. pick those to fine. Pick. Uh, I don't either, but he's pitched amazing. He just to me seems like the kind of
1: guy that he goes up there in a critical spot and he allows six walks. Or something. But he can do what he did. I mean, no, yeah, I don't think he's doing that again against the Yankees, at least just because they've seen him now, and I don't
0: see that happening. Okay, yet. so I'd, I'd go Bauer, Kluber. You'd go Kluber, uh, Carrasco. Same. Well, arc- I'd
1: probably go Kluber, Miller, if we're really splitting
0: hairs here. But well, best same starting arg- pitchers. Sa- same argument. If you're setting up your rotation, why would you not have two of those guys pitch for the five games? Why is Tomlin out there? You need to have Kluber and Carrasco either scheduled to pitch for the five or Kluber and Bauer scheduled to pitch for the five. You can't have Tomlin pitching even if this turns into a bullpen game. I mean, so that's I where I disagree with I think the they're
1: saving him. I, I don't like it either particularly, but I think this is Francona showing that we're better than the Yankees. We're going to beat them. We're saving our starters for the next series. We're going to use Tomlin so that we don't have to burn him out early. That's what I think.
0: And if Probably. he's
1: that confident—
0: Great for him. So next series, you would go Kluber 1, mm-hmm. Bauer 2, Carrasco 3. And just rinse and repeat. Those mm-hmm. are only three guys yeah, you Yeah, I need. wouldn't use a... Um, if I'm them... You that's think that's it. what he'll do? Or will he start yeah, Tomlin? Yeah, no, fourth? I
1: don't think he's going... Well, last year, he used Ryan Merritt, of all people. Well, um, that was more because they just didn't have anybody. I think I particularly like the three starters. If you have three that are significantly better than your fourth is use those three don't use a fourth ever um, unless you're in this situation where you can get away with it um, so I guess yeah I'm fine with it I don't love it though but it does set you up really well for the second series and then the world series if you get there
0: because people were talking about oh Kluber's not starting game one okay but then I'm more of like you know Bauer has to pitch again or Carrasco has to pitch again if it goes five you mm-hmm. know so that's where my biggest problem was uh, with the Yankees game. Go back to Chisholm Hall, you would have reviewed it. Is it it one of those things? I saw the replay. It's very close. I don't think you can tell definitively. It's it's, it's so close. So is that one of the deals where it's so close that there's no evidence one way or the other that could overturn it? You think that it did hit the bat? Yeah, I think it hit the bat um, clearly um
1: if that would have hit his hand Lonnie Chisholm would be screaming in pain probably his pinky finger broken shattered
0: yeah
1: um so I think that's a good sign right off the bat I think the other thing is you challenge that pitch you are essentially you challenge that play that's going to be a lengthy challenge you're setting yourself up to have your next guy in ready I don't remember who it was is off the top of my head Chad Green. uh, Chad Green, but then who was... Uh, who Robertson was after Robertson. him. Robertson. You're basically setting yourself up to let Robertson come in and he'll be ready. Or Chad Green has time to settle down. So there's a lot of advantages to challenging there. The only disadvantage is if you get it wrong. um, You're out a challenge and nothing... You're nothing, out a challenge, yeah. so Nothing changes. I think that was one of Girardi's... I think that was Girardi's single greatest blunder as a manager of the Yankees so far. Obviously it cost them a game. Um, I would be very, very fine with it costing him a job. Um, I mean, this team overperformed this year. I don't know if Joe Girardi had anything to do with that. I don't think he did at all. Um, But yeah, I think, I think that was such a disaster of a, of a thing. And I guess we can get into it later, too, at some point. But, um, I mean, calls just haven't... strike Ball and strike calls have not been going the Yankees or the Red oh, and, Sox and way. And there's a
0: lot of it. I don't know if they did this last year. I don't think they did. But they have the strike zone on there. And a lot of people didn't like it on ESPN. Now they've changed it a little bit to where it's it's not... Uh, you can't really see the box, but you'll see the pitch. It'll be a K or a ball, so that's nice. I still... Do- yeah, I don't like the
1: box. But, um, and I don't really... It's nice to see where it is, I guess, but I just judge it based on where it is and if I think it's a ball or strike. And then you look at the, um, where it actually ends up being, like on, uh, MLB like 3D app image, or something. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, ugh, why is that? <laughs> you know. That, that happens so many times in the first two games. It's like, why, why is that, uh, strike? I'm, I'm very seriously considering, um, listening to this game on the radio, uh, this, this third game because I don't, Care to see that happen again or i will lose my mind it's very bad it's been so bad though and there have been a lot of weird you don't want any of this stuff you don't want that ball obviously to me obviously hitting the bat the ump should have heard it too you don't want that being something that costs you a game on this huge stage Mm -hmm. the umps are just digging their own grave that's what i am seeing here does chad green get a pass he was the one that gave it up. Yeah, he should, probably shouldn't have been pitching in that situation. Really? Yeah, I would, considering but, what Green was good on that Twins game, he was not the best pitcher in that Twins game, as we discussed. Robertson, who was Robertson is the guy you have coming in. Do you want him uh, to be the first guy out? No, I'm fine with Green coming in. Okay. Um, but... Against Cleveland. As your uh, fireman-type role... I would consider Robertson... I mean, he's been the guy that's... And he's done this throughout his career. His nickname's Houdini for a reason, but uh, he always just gets out of these stupid jams that he should never be in in the first place usually. But this would be... He could get out of somebody else's jam just a strikeout or a fly ball that isn't a home run. (laughs) Um, I would have put Robertson in. I don't think Chad Green has the... I don't know, mentality to be in that stage and not make a silly mistake, I guess. Robertson's a veteran. There's something to be Mm -hmm. said for that.
0: Kluber wasn't good, gave up six runs in less than three innings, and Clevenger comes in to give up two more runs with the Cleveland bullpen. Pitched uh, over nine innings, giving up two runs. That was good enough to win, and Josh Tomlin actually gets the win. Pitching the uh, last couple of innings, they bring in Batansis at the end. They did not play against the Twins. And uh, he was okay. Just gave up a couple hits there. In the thirteenth uh, inning, it to lose it.
1: Uh, I'm I'm not remember my memories of the end of that game are fuzzy. Um, I feel like there were things that were happening that I wasn't approving of though. I don't remember. Uh, Glaber
0: Torres, uh, Todd Frazier got a double. They pinch ran Glaber Torres, and he was thrown out. Are you thinking Ronald Torres? Ronald Torres, I'm, yeah. I'm like, Gleyber Torres is, is right. suffering from Tommy Jones. The other guy. Uh, yeah, that was a... Oh, and I he got... They were trying to, I think... Yeah, Gardner was up, and they were trying to sacrifice him to third, and I think there were no outs, and then a uh, hell of a throw behind mm-hmm. the plate there. I think it was Jan Gomes, and uh, they called him safe, but they reviewed it, and he was out very, very close play. Yeah, but, uh, I think... Um, Torres, out. Was i a think
1: frazier never would have been in that situation i don't frazier's you got I a mean, pinch not run there though fast but
0: no Fraser, is there a big difference between
1: speed i don't think there is uh, torres is not a just a guy i mean he's small so it's not like he's big strides or anything he just looks fast because he's small he doesn't have that many steals i bet if we look at how many steals he's had this year it's probably like four or something stupid like that um And there are another situation where two steals in 336 plate appearances. So I don't know how that counts to uh, being on base, but yeah, I mean, this is a guy who is not, who cares? I don't leave Todd Frazier in, right? I mean, Frazier did have some errors that game though. Um, but I feel like something happened when Tances was on the mound that I just didn't approve of at all. I don't know if it was strikes, balls and strikes maybe again. Um, but yeah, I think this series is done. I think uh, while the Red Sox are up, as we're
0: recording this, I think they're done too. Yeah, this I I thought this was the most lopsided series. I thought Houston would sweep. Boston may win this game here, but uh, the Boston the Boston pitching has been bad, mm-hmm. mainly because the Houston offense is very very good. Mm-hmm. And uh, John Farrell, we'll see if he's back next year. I'd can him. If it's but if if Chris Sale couldn't win that first game, I didn't think it was very likely that uh, they would win a game in this series. Uh, again, they C- Kimbrell hasn't been used. They would use David Price in Game Two. He's when we were talking about our unsung heroes a couple of weeks ago. He was my guy to fill that role that he's never filled before, and uh, he's been the first guy out of the bullpen a couple of times. And if he and if Boston hangs on to win this game, uh, it's going to be because David Price uh, mm-hmm. did what he did today. So.
1: Yeah, I think um, it's an interesting tactic, I guess, but and it, it seems to be working. But uh, as far as your feral point, I think he's out. Starting uh, Doug Fister. I mean, that's terrible. Yeah, I think that's one of the. This, that's a perfect situation to use David Price for two innings or three innings or something. Like, why would you? He ever... pitched four innings today. On fifty-seven pitches. Well, why would you ever start Doug Fister in a uh, season-ending game? game? Yeah, I mean, um, they might win it, (laughs) but he's been really
0: bad this year. Um, Why wasn't Lance McCullers starting instead of Brad Peacock? Well, Brad Peacock's been pretty good. McCullers is. Yeah, he pitched a lot better than uh, Peacock. I mean, Lariano. I don't know why they bring in Lariano right away. He gives up a run. It was a lefty lefty matchup. I don't really. I mean, Lariano's very bad. Though. Yep. <laughs> well,
1: I don't know, but I think uh, Doug Fister starting was a was a big blunder. I think I don't know why. I don't. Yeah, I don't know why they do that when they have Rodriguez. They could
0: have done. He's bad. They used him in relief one of these games too, but he's also bad. They again. I don't think any of their starting pitching options was good. That's there's no, there's no reason Price. there's
1: no reason you couldn't go. Price for three. Um Joe Kelly, Barnes, I mean, Barnes for two, Kelly for two. What are you at now? That's Craig seven, Kimbrell. and then Kimbrell for two. Well, or you don't have to put them
0: in that order. You put them when the best guys are up, obviously, but there you go. I mean, David Price and Kimbrell, I would have pitched them one, two. Yeah, that would have been fine. I would have pitched Kimbrell the first two innings. I would have had David Price come in if he would have pitched me four innings, boom. Uh, I'd consider if
1: Kimbrel's coming in for seven, eight, nine. I'd consider holding for no. one, two,
0: three, four. By the time this by the time this series has gotten to the fifth, sixth, or seventh, it has been done. Kimbrel is not Kimbrel was not a part of this series because when he pitches in the seventh, eighth, the ninth, specifically the ninth, the game has been decided. So I'm again, you're wasting your best pitcher by not pitching him. I mean, it's it's amazing. Well, and hey, you've got Addison Reed, who's pretty good. So, yeah,
1: they easily could have done a bullpen game here, and it's not really a traditional bullpen game because Price is a starter by trade. So, um, you'd and be they, able to go pretty long with him. And
0: they made the argument they didn't have enough time to get him ready to start. Uh, well, he was there pitching this much today. I know they he was there for the last week or so of the season, or I think he pitched five times in relief. So, he was there for two weeks. Uh, you pitch him the first time you have him pitch 2025. Uh, you bring him back maybe two or three days later, you have him pitch 40 to 50. Uh, maybe you bring him back one more time, uh, three or four days later, you get that up to 70. I think there was more than enough time. I think I think two weeks, three appearances is more than enough time to get David Price ready to throw six innings or think, throw 80
1: pitches. I don't know. It sounds like excuses to me that they couldn't get him ready, I guess. <sighs> Terrible. I think uh, the Red Sox are known for excuses.
0: Terrible mismanagement years, so. <laughs> here. With the pitching staff, will we ever see somebody do what uh, some people want them to do? Starting, say, a Joe Kelly. Starting, uh, starting a bullpen guy. Starting Chad Green. Will this happen? Not this year, but probably. You think within so? In the next five years, like start
1: Andrew Miller. Why not? If you're start, if I your bet. choices are Andrew Miller or
0: or or start um, Chris
1: Davinsky here as they bring him in in the seventh. If your choices are like Andrew Miller, or say you're the Royals and your five point two nine ERA pitcher uh, Jason Hamill is your third Mm -hmm. is your third pitcher, I think you want to start Miller there. Yeah, but what do I know, right? Is that the uh, Red Sox about to score? No, bases loaded, nobody out. So
0: there you go. Good job. Great. So different. (laughs) uh, I mean. The, the start of the first inning, all the home runs in the first inning, it's, it's been amazing to see how these pitchers cannot get out of the first or second inning. So it just calls back to starting your best pitcher early on and not waiting until the game was already, or already decided in the sixth or seventh. So it doesn't make any sense. What I loved about the Twins and Yankees game is I believe this is how baseball should or hopefully will be played 20 years from now, the way the Yankees pitched that game. Your four or five best pitchers, pitching nine innings, pitching multiple innings, and the Twins didn't have a prayer. They left two guys out in the first. It was three nothing. If they would have made it five to nothing, that would have been nice. But they scored one run the next eight innings, and they didn't come close to to uh, even you know winning that game at the end. So, I think um,
1: you're dreaming big there. In twenty years. Yeah. We've been doing it this way for a long, long, long time. You're seeing it
0: more more this year. Like tandem starts, I think that's – maybe we go there first, baby steps. Three Uh, innings from this guy, three innings from that guy. I think what's going to
1: happen – what's going to have to probably happen is rosters are going to have to expand probably to 26 or 27 just because teams aren't going to be able to do this and pitchers are just going to get more and more fragile. Um So, I don't know. It'll be interesting.
0: I would say teams already use, you know, 20 to 25 pitchers a year. So, they already use all of these guys. And you have to have, you know, however many innings there are in a season, uh, you know, 1,500 innings or so, whatever the number is, you have that among, uh, you know, 20, 25 guys. 80 innings from this guy, 120 from this guy. Also, it's going to happen very, very soon. It almost happened this year. Uh, where we will no longer see a pitcher throw 200 innings. Chris Sale led the league this year with 214. Yeah, I think that's, that's coming. The,
1: that's the fewest ever. I'd say we could see in like five that years. Happen in 5, 10 years. Yeah. Irvin
0: Santana was second with about 211. There were only. They're
1: still going Well, that the, here's the thing though. There's still always going to be somebody who's so incredibly better than everybody on your staff. Where you're like, you know what? In like Irvin Santana situation, you know what? We're gonna let him get a, a complete game for. Earned. Well, think about that.
0: He had, I think, he had five complete games this year, and he barely he was eleven what innings didn't he, over. Didn't he miss some time? No, hmm. he made every start. Look at Chris Sale, what he did. Scherzer, what he did. Kershaw missed some time. Two hundred and fifteen innings. Nobody could get over two hundred in 15 innings. I think
1: you'll still have like year. one or two or three guys that was every amazing. year just just because they're so good that you can't really keep them off the mound. Like um It's crazy though, Scherzer
0: barely barely reached How? Like guys would regularly even Verlander uh when he won MVP, I think, you know, 5 6 years ago, he'd like 250 innings. Yeah, I don't know what's happened. What has happened here. in the past 5 years? We're
1: getting more traditional outings from the Cubs Nat series. That's when the only series that has been normal, where you have pitchers yes. going six or seven innings. I think that was the most questionable or most competitive series. Going it's been the into, best. As far and it as... should be the best. I mean, it's funny too that um, of all teams who would have had a scoreless uh, bullpen performance, you wouldn't have thought it would be, in the playoffs. You wouldn't have thought it'd would be the Nationals. Yesterday was it yesterday. I saw it Saturday. I mean, they had five guys come in and. Shut them down. Shut them down. Is good, and they're good pitchers too. Albers, Solis, Madsen, Perez, Doolittle. That's a pretty good, pretty good combo. My guy Kinsler threw an inning in the first game. There you go. My guy. Your guy. Maybe if you were on the Twins, they would have won that game.
0: No, I mean I was just. Uh, it was. It took a while for the uh, broadcasters to mention Kinsler. That was the new thing. The Twins traded their closer at the deadline, so they were selling. Okay, I mean Kinsler. The three innings he pitched a week didn't matter. He like was
1: the closer because that was the best guy they had on a terrible bullpen.
0: And the bullpen got better throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And Belisle easily replaced Kinsler and probably even did better. If you look at what Belisle did in the last two months versus what Kinsler did. The first four
1: months. So Oof, Here's a here's a funny stat that just popped up on Twitter. Um, speaking of all this bullpen stuff we've been talking about. David Price in the postseason as a starter. Um Sorry, there's going to be good. wins and losses in this. 0 and 8, 5 7 4 ERA as a reliever, 2 and 0, 2 3 5.
0: The ERA, I mean, there's a difference there. Yes. You probably um, should be 0 and 8 with a 5.5 ERA for a starter oh. in, in the playoffs. If your ERA is north of 5 in yeah. whatever you started 10 games or so, yeah, you, you, you probably should, should not have won many of those. Probably should be, um, you should be a reliever already. at that point, because. which he is now. Um, it looks like we have Boston's
1: going to win this game, so there'll be Game Four, which is good news for Cleveland, assuming they can win here tonight after this. But uh, I think there's not much to be said about the Dodgers-Diamondback series. I mean, the Dodgers are exciting, and they look like the team they were in the regular
0: season. I like Arizona. I picked them to get to the World Series at the start of the playoffs, which was just a sign of doom a- for them we
2: uh
0: <laughs> I like because of their offense and their offense has done well in this series they just haven't had the pitching mm-hmm. uh, they've scored some runs but uh, the pitching has not been there grinky uh was not good against Colorado he's going uh Monday and they need him uh Robbie Ray was not good on Saturday uh, so it has been a struggle uh for pitching in this series so there you see
1: they're in a tough spot because you darvish is no slouch I mean this is yeah. a good. This is a good pitcher that they're going against. I know Grankey's good too, but um.
0: you would have expected Arizona to lose Game One because of mm-hmm. Kershaw, but Game Two was the one they needed. They were up early, two to nothing in the first, and um, I think Justin Turner got a big hit. Uh, yeah, and they lost eight to five. So Arizona needed Game Two. See what they do back at home. But yeah, that uh, Colorado Arizona game that was that that, that was fantastic. Early mm-hmm. lead for Arizona. Colorado comes back nearly. Uh, makes that great comeback, and, and then if not had... for uh, an Archie Bradley triple. Yes, of, of all, all the things. people in the
1: world to do that. Um, Marcus Straxler and I were talking about it. Um, how uh, it was very hard to recognize Archie Bradley if you're not hit listening the to the game. That, no hitting. Like if you're not listening to the game and you see this guy running around the bases. Like, who is that? You're, yeah, you're you're not understanding. It's not going. It's not registering that a relief pitcher just hit a triple so you're trying you're like Who why is he was batting in the first place i'm not well, sure Well, that's exactly we I mean, wanted it. multiple innings from him obviously but it's just funny i i it's it's hard it's very hard to recognize a relief pitcher wearing a batting helmet and running around the bases that's a challenging
2: yeah.
1: uh effort but
0: and he really didn't all pitch all that well either he gave up uh pretty decent uh or, saturday though one or
1: two home runs no he wasn't good um there was this big I don't know. Twitter was a buzz with those photos of him running around the bases and then the, the stunned photo of him on the mound. That was a good moment. Know. But uh, yeah, I think the Dodgers are clearly the better team here. Um, they're just they're playing with that that energy that Their they were playing with up again, good. in, in the, the regular season and, and um you you can just tell that this team wants to win more they want
0: it more one of my pet peeves this team wants to win more than that team no i think this I think team, that definitely, team is just better than i don't that know that
1: about team. than last than this other team they're playing but you can tell this team wants to win more than dodgers teams in that, years that. past want to win because they have a lot of young guys young guys, or they have
0: more fun playing that's how i'd put it the washington cubs series i had mentioned i am ready to pounce and i have already pounced on the pitching Decisions mm-hmm. here and there. A lot of them have been uh, non traditional starting relievers and all that. Uh, Joe Madden did not bring in Wade Davis in game two, in which the Cubs were ahead after seven innings, mm-hmm. three to one. Mm-hmm. If you're ahead three to one in the bottom of the eighth, I'm going to need Wade Davis to get me six outs. And he did not appear. They went with Carl Edwards Jr., a fine pitcher. Gave up the home run, and uh, then they went with Mike Montgomery for some reason. And also uh, did not did not pitch well. So, had the big home runs from, uh, from Bryce Harper and Zimmerman. A five-run inning. Uh, Washington's offense was not good for the last month, where they averaged under four runs a game, and their offense has been atrocious in this series as well. So, again, I've got the Cubs winning this thing. It may go five, but... Uh, what do you make of Washington's offense? Just Lane and Egg Lester was just uh, amazing on Saturday, and uh, Hendricks couldn't be touched. I think those are good pitchers. I mean, Washington's. I mean, they're. You I have to do better than this. Um. Yeah. I. I think. Yeah. I, I, mean, I. think these are good pitchers. They faced. Um, Strasburg though was better than Hendricks, and they lost that game. And what Strasburg. What was it seven shutout innings, 10, 12 strikeouts? Seven no-earned runs, two uh, scored. Yeah. I mean, he was amazing.
1: Hendricks did that classic Hendrick, like Hendrick 2016 Hendricks, though. Seven innings, only six Ks. Just nobody's getting line drives cut, off yeah. of him. And that's valuable. <laughs> um, nothing wrong with that. I think that's the kind of guy that, if they can get past this series, is going to be pretty critical because I don't think very highly of Lester, um, despite what he did uh, Saturday. Um, I think maybe it was just the Nationals offense being bad. And then who's going game three? They have to be Arrieta and Scherzer, Quintana. isn't it? Quintana. Quintana. Um, and Scherzer. And then mm-hmm. game four would be Arietta got... versus is the way he pitched. Game one, Ben Zobers First guy to do the shifting with Tampa People Bay. People were talking about that last year in the playoffs, though, that, that Madden just gets too much credit. I mean, he doesn't do... It's his players. He's always had these great players because he's always had these great front offices putting great players in the field for him. And you can't bat Ben Zobrist lead off in a playoff series. Ben Zobrist is a... Because uh, he left in Chapman there in game seven. Ben probably, Zobrist, uh, OPS plus this year, 79.
0: He's probably their worst offensive than uh, Hayward? He's worse than Hayward. They're, those are their two best or two worst offensive players, uh, I would Addison
1: guess. Russell's tied, but Addison Russell at least plays shortstop. <clears throat> Not right field, so um but the thing is Russell batted six and Hayward batted seven. So it's like I mean, why is Zobris batting one? I don't I, I don't I don't understand that. I don't know where he batted in game two. I guess I can look pretty quickly and figure that out. He didn't bat he batted six, so that's better, I guess. But
0: I don't know what the hell uh we'll see Joe how Madden's healthy <laughs> how healthy Scherzer is. See if he can see if he can do it. I'm sure he'll be fine. And Quintana, how Quintana does in his first postseason appearance, because that has not gone well for men making their first postseason appearance Mm-mm. this season. Mm-mm. So yeah,
1: I'd say um very interesting I'm, game three. I'm liking my um, preseason pick much more than my uh postseason pick for, yeah, for Dodgers. The World Series, for the National
0: League World Series. You have Washington in the playoffs, right?
1: Yeah, but I'd say the Dodgers definitely look good um. That wa- I mean that
0: Washington offense is such a disappointment to me mm-hmm. how they can't who knows maybe score. they'll
1: figure it out I don't
0: they, know. they don't have a lot of time so they got to get it going here do you like that there's uh, I saw somebody complain on Twitter about this I really don't have a huge problem with it but uh, Monday will be another instance of this there'll be four games that's always nice um, games at noon and three o'clock on a, on a weekday you like that no Is there a way to change that? You're going to have games on at the same time, but are you, is it better to have one game on at a time at noon and three o'clock on a Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, or would you rather have two games on at the same time? I don't approve of any
1: game during the day, the middle of the day. You have to be on at night. That's ridiculous. I don't know why you'd ever do that. I hated it last year too. Um, There's a game you want to watch and it's on the middle of the day and you're
0: uh, an adult who's working and what are you going to do? You find a ways around it of course like we do but uh it's just like I, I right don't here.
1: I don't like it at all. Well, yeah. I don't like it at all. Like on a weekend it's fine I'd say if you're doing it during the week. You know what if you've got to space out the games a little bit more um, you're still not approaching NBA territory or NHL territory as far as length of the playoffs so um I How would you how would you do that then? You just got to do two games a day. National League one day, American League the next day. No. American League and National League one day. No, you have to do a fair. Okay two, okay. two American Leagues one day, two National Leagues the next day, two American Leagues the next day. So there
0: would never be back-to-back games for the most part?
1: Um, On weekends. Okay. So you'd get your games, you'd get your four in on weekends. So I think you'd still be fine because I think that's kind of what they're doing right now, basically.
0: How would you go about this then since there are, there's only one West Coast team here, West, uh, you got Arizona. And the Dodgers playing each other. I'm from the East
1: Coast, so I don't care about how it affects West Coast, but make, okay, them, well, how would make you? them start okay. make them start at times that are convenient for the people in the East Coast and they will find a way to watch it on the West Coast.
0: You have the two American League series under your proposal at the same time. Who's what who how do you play those games? One at five and one at eight? Because you can't start a game at nine o'clock Eastern time in New York, in Boston wouldn't be ideal it wouldn't get into the papers the next day five and eight would be fine five and eight
1: yeah go with that yep and then uh like the yankees didn't play on saturday which seemed bonkers to me why wouldn't you have a playoff game on a saturday i know there you're probably having more competition with like people doing stuff but it's the playoffs. People are gonna go watch the playoffs. That's what they're that's what they're going to do that day. I don't think you're competing with college football. I think if you're a baseball fan, you're watching playoffs
0: before that. Do you know what game has been the most watched? Hmm. And I don't really think it's been close thus far. I have no idea. What is your
1: guess? Rockies, Diamondbacks, Yankees, Twins.
0: Yeah. Like six some six million people watched. Helps when the Yankees are playing, right? Yankees were a big help to that. Yes, um, I think if it were uh, Cleveland versus the Twins, it'd be a little bit different. Yeah, Yankees were a big help, and I don't see any game in this.
1: I think the other help to that too was the first inning. I bet you got a lot of people to just jump right on after that.
0: Like, was wow. there any point where you can concerned? Oh no, three nothing. Yeah, the whole entirety oh, of on. the <laughs> how how because I'm like oh this you is know what just- I said to Marcus when he when Dozier hit the home run. This is a bad start. Yeah. The Twins. This is a bad start. I don't want this.
1: I'm sitting there this thinking I'm never going to hear the end of this if the Yankees don't beat the Twins. That's what I'm thinking. So, yeah, once
0: that first inning happened and uh, your guy hit the home run, it was like, all right. I
1: am happy it was Didi, too, of all people. I very much everybody was. like him a lot. I think a lot of people like him a lot. Yeah, only, everybody hates him. Everybody The hates only him. Uh, player who would have been more funny
0: would have been Aaron Hicks. And he had a big home run uh, in Game 2, didn't too he? Too bad it didn't matter. Too bad. Superstar Aaron Hicks. Didn't matter. He's showing Shame. his
1: value, though. I mean, he's definitely going to be the fourth outfielder on that team. And what a fourth outfielder that is. The
0: best of the bench Although,
1: actually, Ellsbury's um, been sh- sent off to the bench now. So, Hicks is actually the guy. Starting center fielder. And then, uh, pretty good to have Clint Frazier fifth on your outfield uh, depth chart. So, there are good signs for the Yankees. There are positive signs for the Twins. There are probably less positive signs for the Red Sox of all the teams that are, um, I'd say they're maybe on the way down, whereas the Yankees and the Twins are on the way up.
0: We were kind of thinking, when the Twins have rather played Boston? I'm like, probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. It would have been Sale. Mm-hmm. They've always hit him. They've, they've done well, maybe not in the first six innings. It's maybe taking the seventh or the eighth inning to get to him. but I would have much rather played Boston if I was the Twins.
1: The Yankees beat up on Boston this year. So if you consider it that way, the Twins would have a better shot at beating the team that
0: the Yankees beat than the Yankees. The Yankees are the last team the Twins would want to play out of all 29 other teams. So if they had to win one game against one team, that would have been the last game as it's become a blowout in Boston 10-3, to for goodness sakes. Well, they needed a win, and they got one. They got one. They're going to need two more, though. They will. You don't you who who would you want? You want Alex Rodriguez to be the next manager of the Yankees?
1: Yes, I would want Alex Rodriguez, the people's champ, <clears throat> to be uh <laughs> the next manager of the New York Yankees.
0: What's more likely? The Rock is the next president or a uh, Arod is the next Yankees manager? Arod is extremely well liked
1: by Yankees fans, not is so he? much other people. Um Is that right? Mm-hmm. Mm. he's become sort of a cult figure uh since Does he his, ever show back up since his uh yeah and he's very why is that because he's still being paid by them this year that's why they like him well no that's why he shows back up to the stage. <laughs> why do they like him
0: because
1: he's weird and because he's weird yes <laughs> and is this has
0: not always been the case
1: he's particularly weird now that he's not playing because we just see him we don't see him on the field now we see him being weird elsewhere and posting weird twitter videos of him working out and stuff like that anyway he's very funny but he seems to know um what situations players should be put in and he doesn't seem to have um or he seems to have the hubris of a terry francona where he'll do what he thinks is the best thing to do which might be the analytically minded thing to do because um, he doesn't care about um what's always been done um I mean this is a guy who was clearly the better defensive shortstop and was moved to third base mm-hmm. because of what was the thing that should be done by normal old-timey baseball people they think the incumbent shortstop gets the shortstop position yeah. um he was screwed over by that I think um Arod seems like he knows what he's doing he seems like he doesn't care about uh uh Pitching your pitcher six innings every game, and um, he seems like he's smart enough to understand your best hitters need to be at the top of the lineup. They don't mm-hmm. need to be batting six if they're a good power hitter. They should be batting two or one. Who cares where to? You know. And I don't think Joe Girardi has any sense of that for a long time this year. Who's batting Ellsbury at the top of the lineup, which is just crazy. Um, good idea about five years ago, but right. Yeah, I I'm very fine with oh reddick reddick had the catch would have been a great catch and then it uh fell out of his glove It's a uh, sure. Red Sox sleeper agent josh reddick it's a long time since he's been in the organization but probably still being paid under mm-hmm. the table that's what happened there so you want a rod to be the next manager yeah i think it would be hilarious too so i'm looking out for uh uh for the that. media <laughs> and how it would benefit he should be
0: them. he should be calling these games instead of back in the studio Cause he's, he's I think he's he's good in the studio I think he's very good out I mean they've got some odd combinations they got they got David Cohn and AJ Przinsky uh yeah, I didn't know David Cohn was doing doing games I didn't either who who's the play by play with him uh, I don't know is he doing TBS I think Joe Davis I think.
1: What I hate I think they're is... they're doing uh, this
0: Boston-Houston series.
1: The Yankees do it a lot in the regular season, and it's fine in the regular season because it's kind of silly and you can be off the wall and stuff and zany, but I do not like the three-person booth, They do that. And they do it in the playoffs. Most of our game, don't they? the yeah. uh, Yankees. The Yankees do it a lot. Um, not a ton,
0: though. I don't know any other team that does that.
1: I think there are other teams that do, but the Yankees definitely do. They do a lot. A lot. Um, and usually it's fine because you're balancing... Paul O'Neill's weirdness with David Cohn's smartness. So it kind of overcomes. But um, I don't like it in the playoffs. But the good thing for me is since I don't have cable, I have to go watch games at public places. And and you're not listening to it. It's on mute, so I can just enjoy the game.
0: Charlie Morton is starting game four for Houston. Who would have thought? Saving Verlander for a possible game five. Well, there you go. There you go. How do you feel about having three catchers on your roster for a one-game playoff?
1: I don't like it, but... um, I think it's stupid. It's one game, so it really doesn't matter. I think it matters more. I think the thinking is, well, if we need a pinch runner in this situation more than we need a catcher... um, Then you have a second catcher. Then if you need another pinch runner for that catcher, these are just, uh, managers are stupid, so terrified of having no catchers.
0: And it never happens. And it never happens. It never happens. And there's
1: always a guy on every team who can probably do it. Emergency catcher. It would stink and you'd hate it, but there's a guy on every team that could probably do it. And they've probably
0: trained enough to be fine. Twins carried three catchers for this playoff game. Uh, Miguel Sano was not on the roster. He played the last two games of the year against Detroit. had a single his first at-bat, which was one of the hardest hit singles all year. I think it was, I don't know, 113, 150 miles an hour, something ridiculous. And he didn't get a hit after that. It was like 0 for 7, 0 for 8. So they deemed him not ready. Um, I thought he would have been fine as a pinch hitter in the 7th, 8th, or ninth innings. But nope, could not have that. Uh, So they decided for a third catcher, which I thought was a dumb decision. And Colorado did the same thing. They had three catchers as well. Uh, When I thought uh, Herman Marquez uh, could have been another pitcher who did not make the one-game playoff, he was well-rested. He hadn't pitched in like four days. And uh, they definitely needed another pitcher in this game because John Gray sure as hell didn't get it done. So a couple of teams in the playoffs in the one-game wildcard took a third catcher. I thought there was a much more urgent need for
1: another position. Well, the Yankees obviously didn't do it. Um, do you know who their third catcher was in 2015 for the game against Keichel? Did they have a third catcher? Mm-hmm. Why? They learned their lesson now. But who were the first two? Who do you think, the first two were uh, McCann, McCann and uh, Romine, I think. Let me look. I just Third catcher.
0: They had a third catcher in that game? Uh-huh. Oh, no. On McCann
1: roster. and Sanchez, of course. In, On the roster. In uh, who? 2015 john ryan murphy why i don't know but i just thought it was funny (laughs) so yeah it was mccann and sanchez and then um that seems wrong to me
0: and they sent the twins did send up a pinch hitter like eighth or ninth inning and it wasn't somebody like a kenny vargas who could maybe hit a home run against uh chapman or ever which wasn't going to happen 2015 the third catcher was actually sanchez Oh, good he was i don't even know he was up he was o for
1: 2 in september that's why i was confused yeah, was he was out. o for 2 in september and they put him on the wild card roster jesus is
0: there a limit though for the uh you gotta be like on the roster by september 1st um uh, yeah i'm sure he was
1: uh. they probably just uh didn't, didn't play him play. yeah
0: oh uh, yeah so the uh adrianza utility infielder was a pinch hitter so
1: well they don't have to worry about that anymore <laughs>
0: Paul's getting a uh, a contract, and now it's up to him to see if he wants to sign it. I don't know what it's going to be. I would assume something like a three year deal. Where else would he even want to go? It's got to be the Twins, right? Yeah, from there and yeah, he's uh, what uh, analytically may not be great. What do you make of the team playing hard for him, as people have suggested uh, when they trade Kinsler? Kinsler, for God's sakes, was this huge trade apparently, and they still didn't give up after that. I don't think
1: it's playing hard for him. I think this comes down to, uh, you could put it as their will to win, or you could put it as What do you call their that? Their youth. What? The will to win. Uh, you could call it WTW if you're... TWTW. Or tu- TWTW, right. whatever. Um, the man himself but, will be in town Monday night. Yeah, apparently. The, uh, so, um, oh my God, where am I going here?
0: TWTW. Yeah, yeah, They yeah. play hard for mom. It's Mo. youth.
1: It's youth. It's not... It's not there is no will to win. It's youth. It's these guys have more energy and they're having more fun and that translates to on the field ability, I think. I that, there's a reason. Um I don't know. Here's what I, I think young players are more clutch defensively. It's not clutch, it's that they're more willing to do what Buxton did and just go all out and go crazy.
0: Crack his ribs. Which he needs to <laughs> not do that, but so um. many times they made that catch that year and would fly and kill himself mm-hmm. and never get hurt. Then mm-hmm. he gets hurt in that game.
1: Yeah. Well, oh, well. But yeah, I don't think it's them playing hard for Molitor. I think it's them playing hard for 2018 jobs. I Do you think
0: it would it. upset them if they got rid of him, the players? No.
1: They were. They, they seemed would. upset when they got rid of Minkiewicz. I don't think they'd be upset when they get rid of him I Minkiewicz. think they would.
0: Dozier and whoever else. Yeah, the guys that the are going to be would. gone soon. Well, we'll see.
1: I don't think the guys that I think if you replace them with somebody Buxton younger. Or, yeah, I, I like you know that's who, why I don't think the Yankees would mind if Girardi goes because these are just young guys having fun. They're not caring
0: about who the manager is. Mike redmond might get another job here. um He seems like one of those guys, a players manager. I don't know who else is really st- out there making me interested in
1: them. Uh, let me see if I can find uh, Pitching something.
0: coach for Cleveland should probably get hired somewhere.
1: Yeah, I suppose. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. The Mets Mets have a job open. So,
1: I don't particularly know of anyone that just strikes me as this should be the next one. Cora, what is that? Team. Alex
0: Cora? One of the Coras. One of the Coras is out there again. Yeah, um... It seems like we're, 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 you know, five years, we're getting ready for some 30-year-old kid who's never played baseball before uh, getting the manager job because he's just this guy. Yeah, I don't think so. You don't think that's coming like a 35-year-old guy? That's I don't know. I'll be 30 in five years, so. You can apply if we be the Canaries, uh, Canaries manager.
1: <laughs> I'll, no, I'll probably go for the uh, Mets
0: job. It'll surely be open in five years, right? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm sure. It'll be. Any other thoughts here? Severino pitching game four. I just hope that happens just to see what happens. Any other thoughts
1: here? I have any. The playoffs are what they are right now, and we need to see them out a
0: little bit more. I think we've talked them pretty good. Uh, Thursdays. Uh, Thursday would be your game fives for the National League, and Wednesdays would be your game fives for the American League. They have games at three and seven, three o'clock and seven o'clock. Yuck. I'd say uh,
1: the one thing we've learned so far in the playoffs or we, not that we've learned that has just been solidified and should definitely happen soon is robo-umps.
0: Yeah, would be a good idea. I would be in favor of that. Also uh, Edwin. Edwin could be out for a few games. Is he, yeah,
1: hopefully it's just a few for them. Really screwed up his ankle. Um, yeah, hopefully it's just a few. Otherwise, uh, that won't help
0: their cause. Looking at this Bill James list of Great players, superstar players, whatever he called it, he had Twitter polls and Twitter polls for Ever. weeks. Yeah. And who's the biggest superstar between this guy and that guy? And most of the polls were pretty, pretty. Uh, not what? your, not your greatest segue, Travis. They're not close. No. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of uh, baseball, uh, Bill James. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so he had this final report on the Fifty True Superstar Project. Why he thought this was, I don't know, worth his time, I'm not sure. Just an interesting way to look at it. So this was uh, two weeks ago. He put this list together, basically broke it down by decade. And basically, uh, you have between four and five guys per decade mm-hmm. who they considered stars. What what did you make of this list? What what are we looking at? Are you like the 50 best of all time or what? I don't think they're the 50 best of all time, probably. I think I think this is a really good
1: and interesting... Considering where we are right now in the playoffs, you're, you're thinking about who, who is the guy, who, which of these guys, you know, will be generally, that represent the generation, which of these guys 30 years from now will parents be telling their kids about, you know, um, or their grandkids? Um, I think this is a good representation of, like, who were those superstars, as he puts it, superstars, who were those guys that uh, really exemplified baseball in that time, um who will you remember? And for me, I mean these are like spot on, I think as Is far there as the a, decades I was alive for.
0: Like I went through the list and I say like there was maybe one I would change. Is there a recency bias here? Because in the 2000s there are seven guys. Bonds, Jeter, A-Rod, David Ortiz, Pujols, Ichiro, Pedro, all probably deserving uh, Ichiro, yeah, I can yeah, I can go either way. Yeah, either. I could too. I think the problem here is um, David Ortiz.
1: Yeah, let's three, see. three of those guys you could, four, four of those guys you could basically put them in the nineties. I think that's why, because there's only four in the nineties. I think I yeah, think bond's, bonds in the two thousands. It's because I mean, that's when he had his he big had his peak crazy, years, Peak years, yeah, exactly. 01 to 03, but Arod you could arguably put in the nineties. Jeter you could arguably um and pedro that his best two years
0: were 99 right yeah so i think yeah, that, Bonds i think play that's like what four years five years in the 2000s well, that's interesting yeah. so yeah so can, yeah i i think that's the reason
1: i think you just move one of those guys over and then you move maybe each row out um but each row is uh important he, he had an important place in the game um Like Jackie Robinson did
0: coming from Japan wasn't the first, but he was the first superstar won an MVP that first Mm -hmm. year. They won 116 games. They lost to some team in the playoffs. I don't know who it was. It was the Yankees. I know. I I know you knew, but I didn't want to say it, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. He's uh, I mean, he's somebody that probably does my, my mom knows who he is. Mm -hmm. My mom knows uh, a little bit about a little bit, but she's somebody because I don't know his name or whatever. But, that's uh, a
1: good uh, <clears throat> test case. My mom, mom knows who this person is. Do you if, know who my mom knows who a person is? Bernie Williams. Probably, yeah, that would make sense. I know, I
0: know she does. Does she know who Ichiro is? Probably. So that's a really good test. Who maybe, does my mom know? Maybe uh, we do a Twitter poll, the mom test. Does your mom know <laughs> e- either Bernie Williams, Ichiro, neither or both? And we have just
1: 50 polls like that. I know of the 2000s, when I was at my your peak, peak baseball fan, dumb. I'd say my mom knows Barry Bonds, Derek Jeter, Alex Rodriguez, David Ortiz, Albert Pujols, Ichiro, and Pedro. I know she knows the four that played on the Yankees and Red Sox, and I know she knows Bonds, and I know she knows Ichiro and Albert Pujols, so.
0: Pujols, probably not. Ichiro, yeah. Pedro Martinez, no. Jeter, yep. Bonds, yep. Bayrod, probably. Ortiz.
1: Now we're getting into Clayton Kershaw and Mike Trout. The 2010s, uh, no. I, I did not live at
0: home in the 2010s, so I would know. I would say my mom did not know those two people. How about uh, future guys on this list? Maybe guys, if we look uh, maybe five uh, years ahead, five, ten years ahead, they will be in the 2010s or the 2020s. I think
1: people are going to, for a long time, I think people are going to talk about Stanton for his home run prowess. I think... I'm trying to think of guys who n- might not necessarily be the best, but are known. So mm, there's a chance Judge can make his way onto this list.
0: Altuve may be the other way, where he might be the best but he, hitter. But I don't well know. But I don't think he would get on here because
1: maybe though he might be the Tony Gwynn type. Um, hmm. Do you have anyone? Buxton could if he does well. Yeah, that's a big. That's a huge leap, though. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody who's like
0: Like uh, Carlos Correa. Still pretty young. Still very mm-hmm. good. I uh, like you. Look at the bigger markets. Uh, I don't know, like a Mookie Betts, if he can come back. Oh, Harper for sure. Yeah, for Harper.
1: Sure. Harper's uh, people know
0: Bryce Harper. Both those checks, very good, and is a big star. Um, uh, what What do you make of Strasburg, who came in nine years ago, as much hype as any player I've ever seen? And it was well worth the hype, and then he gets hurt. But now he's like he was one of the probably the five best pitchers in baseball this year. But it's like nobody cared. Nobody's talking about him. He did what he did in game one. That was the best start anybody's had uh, in in the playoffs thus far. I think, but nobody cares about what. Why? Why? I mean, he's as good as he was advertised ten years ago. Because I well, this is just
1: speculation. Because he can't. The last three years, he hasn't been able to crack thirty starts. So but he's this not on year. the mound as much. This year is close, but 24 and 23 of the years before. If you look at his career, this is a very obvious Hall of Fame trajectory that he's on. Um, you look at it based on wins, which people love for the Hall of Fame, 84 and 45. Well, that's that's a... very good for those types of people. ERA 307,
0: that's good in this era. Um, in an era, though, when, when the innings seem not to matter, there's no more 200 inning pitchers, and you say people are holding it against him... That he only maybe throws 170 or 180, he'll still hold it against him. That's even crazy. though
1: even though other pitchers aren't doing it, the big thing that sets him apart from most modern pitchers is is 10 and Ks per nine. That's pretty good. Um, but yeah, this is an to me this is an obvious um, Hall of Fame trajectory. Um, 1100 innings at 307 ERA is good, very good. Yes, uh, for this era, that's very very good. So I think the reason people aren't talking about him is he does seem to get injured at times. The big thing I think though is the Nationals don't advance in the playoffs. So mm, you'll never, win. You'll never see him in the the World Series.
0: I have a tweet ready for Washington. Okay. If they lose.
1: Yeah. Well we'll it's just let, a very simple tweet it, that keep I would expect. Keep it secret then. I, then will. I will. I will. Be better. But, yeah, that's what I think. That's why I think uh, Strasburg doesn't get the attention he deserves. He's been very, very good. If you do look at his war, though, um, this season is an outlier by a lot. He has never been an elite
0: pitcher this, for This year was reason. his best year.
1: I don't know why that is either. He's never been. he's good.
0: What is he, like 30 years old now?
1: 28. This, this oh. is his age 28 season. He's 29 now. But... Um,
0: Right in he's, his prime. He's never been
1: an elite pitcher yet. He is now. He, if he puts another season like this in, in next year, then people will have to look at him.
0: There was one guy that uh, I was looking at. Yeah, Hank Greenberg instead of Cal Ripken Jr. Cal Ripken Jr., again, kind of goes with that. He was a very good player. MV- like He did a lot of his success early in his career, uh, World Series MVP before he was like 23, Everybody knows Cal Ripken, though. He does because of the streak and all that stuff. So, like from like 83 to maybe I want to say like 96, I don't think he played a playoff game. I think Baltimore made the playoffs for about 12, 13 years. He was bad for a decade. Yeah. So, like if you look at <laughs> I mean, Hank Greenberg, um, he was, he had a few seasons that he missed, I think, because of the war. But if you pull up Hank Greenberg's numbers, there was a war? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, multiple yeah. multiple wars, and um, they, and he served. Uh, I mean, you look at his numbers, I'm like, holy heavens. The thing is, though, if you look at Cal what- Ripken as
1: a player in the 1980s, he was awesome. And then he that's tr- that kind of picked over into the 90s a little bit. But if you look at him just in the 80s, first of all, Tim Raines should probably be on that list. If he's not, that stinks. But Ripken was arguably one of the top 5 players of the 1980s i think if that's the case
0: i would be i'd be fine with that sure i mean you look at let's get his In 80s stats here from 81 his first year which he didn't play a whole lot yeah i mean as a shortstop
1: 123 ops plus that's good that's pretty good um for over 1300 games that's good that that's good i i'm very fine with um him being on there let's see what war baseball reference war is has is there on anybody
0: man. you would take off the list Five, he
1: first 5.6 average war for, per year for 81 to 89 that includes a negative 5 in 1981 so that's pretty good
0: who would I take off the list? if anybody because I had a hard time
1: yeah that's tough. if you gotta
0: add a guy you gotta take somebody off and it's like uh. now I don't
1: think He's the best... I don't think these two are the best players of the 90s, but a list without Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire is wrong to me. Who'd you take off? I can't. The problem here is none of these players... Are they in the top... They think you think they're in the top 50? The problem is none of these players are worse than Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, I don't think, probably, but they were a much bigger cultural impact, I think. Yeah. Um, Ichiro is one, then we'll take him off. And,
0: uh, oof, boy. It's tough. Yeah. Joe Morgan, I said I was uh, Joe Morgan and Ricky Henderson's stats are very close. And you look at Ricky Henderson and how he's accumulated a bunch of stats and how he doesn't get the recognition he deserves as like one of the five best baseball players ever. Mm-hmm. Ricky Henderson. Then you have Joe Morgan. It was like right there, uh, numbers numbers right there, with uh, rookie Henderson. So there you go.
1: He was good. Um, clearly, I think um, if I were if somebody said to me, "All right, you can build a team and you can pick anyone from history," and considering their, um, considering that people in the twenties are way worse shape, you would have them from what their
0: rookie year on or what. So if you let's pick a guy, let's say
1: ten of their ten best years, and that's all you can get them. So oops. like, uh, I don't know, was Ralph Kiner kind of like that? I guess didn't play very long. There's a Ralph Kiner in Mitchell, isn't that? doesn't not thats that right? Yeah. Uh, what does he do? He's like the head of Mitchell Realty, I think. And wow. his name's Hall of Famer Ralph Kiner, which always makes me. That's laugh. amazing. <laughs> but uh, does anyway. he know? Does he know? You got to think, right? I doubt it. You got to think. How old is he? Old enough you should know well to know yeah be very exciting um anyway i'll next time i see him i'll talk to him about that good i think ricky henderson would be my uh number two choice maybe behind barry bonds behind barry bonds which is a no contest for me um trout if he keeps it up will join the club but uh, bonds is easily the best to me but henderson was such a, a very interesting player to have i mean where where else do you get the perfect he's the perfect leadoff hitter that's a big that can have a huge impact on your team i think
0: where would joe madden put him sixth
1: (laughs) yeah probably probably somewhere wrong put him ninth yeah put him ninth because he'll be the second second, leadoff hitter get that guy
0: (laughs) in the fourth inning third fourth inning i
1: think though like um like if you're looking at a guy like rookie seat or not as his- i guess it wouldn't be his rookie season because he played 89 games in the 79 season but 1980 21 year old ricky henderson had 117 walks to 54 strikeouts and 100 stolen bases that's like exactly that what you again. want yeah and that's exactly what because you- even if he's only hitting 22 doubles and four triples and nine homers you're still getting a guy who basically every time he's on base he's either having a double
0: or a triple it's pretty awesome Look at what he did when he was old. Look at what he did when he was forty. He was forty years old with the Mets in nineteen ninety nine, in an on base percentage of four twenty three. He had three fifteen.
1: Those year that year is surrounded by some pretty pretty bad years. He though. almost
0: stole thirty. He almost stole forty bases.
1: Well, the year before that, he stole. Uh, he was bad. He was a lead average hitter, but he stole sixty six. So you could argue he was more valuable. As in nineteen
0: ninety eight with Oakland as a thirty nine year old, he batted two thirty-six with a three seventy six on base. Three seventy six on base percentage, hitting league average. Two thirty six.
1: He, he was good. He was good. He was fast and he knew how to steal bags. Um, he led the league in walks. And there was a period over his career where he was hitting homers too, which was made him just extra valuable. Um
0: when he was forty-two years old, he had a three sixty-six on base. He was good. This is a good, when he was four, good player. When he was when he was forty-four years old in O three with the Dodgers, his on base was still average at three twenty-one. It took him until forty-four years old. His OPS plus at that time was seventy, because he didn't hit for any power. It took him until he was 42 years old to be average or less than average. He was a very sustained...
1: Uh, he ha- His peak years were spread out. Um, he had, according to baseball reference, he had a 9.9 war in 90 and a 9.9 in 85 and an 8.8 in 80. But the, b- between that, was filled with four, five, six win seasons, which that almost hurts him, I think, as far as how people look at him because he doesn't have that peak of all together clusters. But he was good. I mean... Of this list, um, I like I like a lot of these guys. Pete Rose, though, he would not be one of my first picks at all. He's a big star had a lot of hits. If you had uh, five guys on this list that you'd like that you'd like to start a team with, um, who would you? And I guess. Indi- look at them individually. Don't try to build like different positions or something. Or maybe let's do three. If There's three guys on here, and you're like, if I can't have this guy, I want this guy, and if I can't have this guy, I want this
0: guy. Where does it start? You're one, two, three. I'll think of my three while you're working on this. Bonds. Babe Ruth is interesting because he old that, because he was an old old guy. I I just twenties and thirties. Those players, I just get give them the
1: boot because they can't hit a curveball and they couldn't hit a. If, if somebody went up to them with a 100 mile an hour fastball and a sweeping curve, they'd spin themselves on the ground. And they probably slow as can be and stink at defense. So, oh, what would
0: you say is Ty Cobb would be more of a
1: Ty Cobb would be like Nick Punto right now.
0: <clears throat> oh, that's a shot. What a
1: shot. <laughs> well, he would be. Well, hmm. I can't think of anybody who is more right leaning that I could compare him to as a joke. More right leaning? As far as Ty Cobb's uh, personal oh, oh.
0: mentality. He'd be the, the John Rocker and an alpha. <laughs> yeah, there you player. go. There
1: you go. Yeah, I don't think Ty Cobb would be good in the modern day. I don't well, and all of them. All of them before like the forties. I think you I think <clears> at the, I think at DiMaggio Williams Musual, I think you you hit a, a and Feller even too. I think you hit like a baseball's changing. But then even then
0: Willie Mays you would say would be okay. Yeah, I think I think 50s and on. Once you got uh, African American players in there, yeah, and even more then... bullpen type guys. Even then, I think
1: late 60s, 70s is when you basically you're you hit the athletic peak. Last and then it 40 50 years into modern baseball as we know it. You know? I
0: think if you had an outfield of Bonds, Rookie Henderson, and Griffey, I think that'd be good. I think it'd that'd be, be pretty that'd good. Be good outfield. <laughs> that'd be good. Offensively. And defensively, I think it'd be good. I don't know if you could have a better uh, three player outfield. I don't yeah, think, it'd be tough. That'd be tough. He could.
1: Um, another two guys I like on this list are uh, George Brett and Mike Schmidt. And they happen to play at the same time. Um, now, would I rather I'm have. Glad you, I'm glad you brought
0: up George Brett.
1: Now, would I rather have George Brett than Mike Schmidt? That is a question that I will answer in. A second year.
0: Oh, wait. Well, the big news in Mitchell is is the return of Garrett Codd for one night only. Mm-hmm. So that's very exciting to see uh, some rookie quarterback just throttle the Vikings on Monday night. So it'll be a fun, fun day. And uh, we had talked about, again, a couple of weeks ago about trading Jose Abreu. If you're the White mm-hmm. Sox, you should probably do this because mm-hmm. there's no reason to have him. I think the Rockies were a team I had mentioned and somebody else, maybe the Red Sox. A couple other teams I mentioned of. Yeah, they probably they should get rid of him And your thoughts on that discussion from weeks ago of trading Jose Abreu and uh, the Rockies being a potential suitor, Boston, whoever else. Mm-hmm.
1: What are you? Uh, what's the question here?
0: Uh, do you like those teams as landing spots? Or those are those the best landing spots? I'm
1: trying to find when I talked to the legend himself, Gary Hodge, recently about this. Um, even more recently than we did, um,
0: and he's all up for. I mean, he he still wants the prospects. They've got. Uh, I
1: so my thinking is there's no way they get prospects that Jose Abreu is worth. So it's a you're in a tough spot here because Abreu is an awesome hitter, um, but he's a first baseman, and you can find a good hitting first baseman that you don't have to give up a ton of prospects for. The question is, do you keep Abreu and let him waste away, Joey Votto style, or do you trade him for what he's not worth? And that's a tough... I would trade him. That's a tough thing that they're going to have to... I I think they're going to have to say, you know what, Will... Why? There's no reason to keep him. No, I agree. I agree that trade you Trade him for whatever you got. That you got to deal him. But I think White Sox fans are going to be sorely disappointed with whatever well, they get in return. Um... And part of trading is the optics of it from your fans' perspective. Fans can get you fired.
0: Um, There's one guy that uh, doesn't think Quintana's good. There's one? That's it? There's one guy in particular who I'm thinking of doesn't think Quintana's good or was worth what Chicago gave up for him. So I say, you know, wait five years, and we'll see how these guys... Because I'm willing to wait. I think I'll be here in five years. And this guy will be as well. So then we can go back in five years and say... Are these guys good? Are these guys expected to be good? Uh, But we never do that. It's all about say whatever you want now, and then we'll just, I mean, we don't go back and and look at that. So we'll see. We'll see how these prospects uh, look. If I'm a
1: team, and, oh, yeah, I'm fine with trading prospects any day, but if I'm a team that is really good but doesn't have a fantastic first baseman, Red Sox, Rockies even, um, you could play Mark Reynolds somewhere else in the field. Yeah, well, he's a free agent anyway. Um, I'd consider a very high-level prospect just one for one. Angels? They don't have what I'm saying. (laughs) They don't have a very high-level prospect. Um, Because the White Sox aren't going to want a bunch of little mid-level guys. They already have a bunch of competition in the minor leagues. They need a talented guy. They don't need four okay guys so if I'm the White Sox I'm saying best offer one for one we'll do that and if the Rockies give up Brandon Rodgers, I'm taking that deal in a heartbeat if the Red Sox give up some high level guy I'm gonna do that deal quickly um, I just think the White Sox fans are going to go crazy if they end up with some group of middle level guys i would that would stink because just because just because people everybody knows prospects don't always pan out you don't want to give up a guy who's good because what if the white Sox do this weird quick turnaround like the yankees did where all of a sudden all their like four of their guys just go crazy like sanchez and judge and are amazing right off the bat and severino i guess he wasn't for them them it's
0: all about the pitchers if they can get three four really good pitchers that's what i'm most excited about with the White Sox in five years, how good these pitchers are.
1: Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I'm not we super will. optimistic.
0: Well, that's what it's because all these all these prospects are pitchers. I think if they hit
1: on... They have 10 awesome prospects, maybe more than that, maybe a dozen. I think if they hit on three, they should be happy. I think if three are starter-level players in the major leagues, they should be pretty happy.
0: The thing about Abreu is that he's a free agent in 2020. Well, he'll be 33 so do you, you don't want to sign him when he's 33? You, so but I you would kind of trade wonder, him is trade it at him the out. end
1: of 2020?
0: Yeah. So he's got, you uh, wonder though, two, three more will years Will they be good in 2020? Oh. You think they'll be good in the next two or three years that it'll be worth it? I think
1: 2020 has to be the only year. I just don't think they're going to get anything for an Abreu type I trade player. Uh, I would trade him Houston. too. I just, Houston. I'm just trying to like White Sox fans aren't going to be happy. You have to consider it from that perspective. Um, you don't want to be the GM that trades away a guy and then he blows up. It's crazy good. Um, yeah. And then you get nothing for absolutely nothing. That's a legacy thing. You don't want to be the guy who um, made some crazy, dumb trade. You don't want to be the guy who traded Jeff Bagwell from the Red Sox, whoever but, that but was. But
0: who was that guy? We have no idea who it was.
1: I'm not remembering so off like, the top of my head. You
0: say that, but we don't. we, we have no idea who those guys
1: are. That's true. We don't. In Boston, they probably do.
0: Sure. Um, I don't remember off the top see, of my like, head. See, who was the GM who was making the trades for Boston in 1989? I have no idea. I know local fans are aware, I think, of who traded who. Do you know who put the, together the Twins World Series teams? 87, 91. Me? Yeah. I'm not a Twins fan, nor was I alive in 87 or 91. Andy McPhail was the guy.
1: Well, see, I wouldn't know that because I'm... See, locally, we know that. See, that's what I mean. Like Locally, you're going to get hammered for it, and the local fans are the ones who are going to get you fired for something. Um, Yankees fans haven't gone crazy on Cashman because he hasn't made really any crazy deal, and that's why he stuck around for two decades. He made all
0: these trades with a bullpen, and those were great
1: trades. Well, this year. um, And he's made good trades over the years and hasn't really given up prospects that flourished really aside from Ted Lilly and Jake Westbrook come to mind. You can live with that, but um, I'm sure there's been others I'm missing. But if I'm Houston, I may
0: go after Abreu. They've got AJ Reed at first base for a prospect
1: who doesn't look like he maybe hit you major just league maybe
0: you put him in the deal and say, all right, we got uh, Goriel, who's 34. I don't think the White Sox. Want. I don't think anybody wants a piece of AJ Reed though. And uh, yeah, you see, you see what they, you see what they want. You see what they want.
1: It's yeah. I yeah, I think there are a lot of good suitors for him. It's just the the problem is are Do any you of want them? do you want Lucas Duda for Duda, nothing? Duda. Or do you want uh Logan Morrison for nothing? Or do you want to pay for a Brayu? I don't know if I would. I'd are rather a, have the nothing guy.
0: Or any or any of those suitors named Bruce? The suitors for a Brayu. Named Bruce? Bruce Suitor. Oh, none of them. Okay,
1: <laughs> that was way keep over up my here, head, keep up way here. over my head. Okay, um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the word like suitors. Spell. I'm thinking no, of it no, spelled no. out, and that's way way above me. Anyway, Mike Schmidt
0: is my choice <laughs> over <at> George Brett. <laughs> I forgot to pick that. But um. as we wrap it up, uh, I'm sure a guy you're familiar with, being from the Northeast, not really close to New York, but closer to New York than maybe South Dakota. Mike Francesa is a radio guy. Oh sure, sure. Did you hear what? uh, Did you hear what uh, he said about the Twins and Yankees game, specifically Severino? And he he hit a caller. I think this was Monday afternoon before the game. The caller suggested what would happen if Severino gave up, say, three runs in the first. Would you pull him? Guess what happened? That. That. Take a listen here, if you will. Sure. If uh, you have not heard this. Is this, this a first-time, long-time caller? Uh, I hope so. Okay. Those are the best. So, a gentleman hours before the Yankees-Twins playoff game basically predicts what could happen, and uh, Mike Francesa says he's out of his mind. Well, here you go.
2: it's going to go deep. He could go as many as eight innings tonight. Uh, he's you know, pitched deep in the game a lot.
0: My main question is, Let's just say inning one right away, you could tell Severino doesn't have it. Do you go to Sonny Gray first, or would you go right to Chad Green and piece him in uh, the
2: bowl? Listen, that's uh, the. I mean, you're telling me how many runs is he allowed? What if he gives up three? When I mean, he gives up five runs, you're going to take him out. You're not taking your start out of the, of the game in the first inning.
0: Let's say he doesn't have it early, and Severino showed this year that when he doesn't have it, he doesn't have
2: it. Who do you how many games this year did Severino come out in the second inning out of, out of, out of his thoughts? I guarantee you none. I guarantee there wasn't a start. I guarantee there was maybe... There's I get, This year, I would say that 95% of Severino's starts, he went at least... Five, 95% he went at least five innings. 95%. Maybe more than 95%. It might have been like 30 out of 31 starts or whatever it was. So the idea of asking me why you're going to take him out in the first inning, I mean... I mean, why not ask me? Why not ask me if he, the first batter hits him with a line drive? Who are you going to bring in? I mean, so I mean, the, the, it's it's a ridiculous thing to bring up. It really is. I mean, he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball. You know, they are going to let him pitch. That's why he's pitching this game. I mean, there's nothing not to like about what he's done this year, all the way down the line. And I would expect him tonight to go out there and really throw. A heck of a game. I, would, I really would. You know, I, I would be surprised if he didn't go out there and throw seven innings, and that's how many innings I think he'll pitch. I think he'll go with seven innings, and I would expect a typical Severino performance over those seven innings. That's what I expect.
0: Well, that's not what happened. He uh, gave up three runs in a third of an inning. So why why even talk about that? (laughs) Why even mention that? Three innings or three runs in the first? Get the hell out of here.
1: I think that was a good question from the caller because... That's what happened. I'm looking at his game logs, though, and Severino did have (laughs) trouble this year a few times. He'd have games where he was just unhittable. Um, or he kind of had that Verlander. He reminded you of Verlander where he's just throwing hard deep. He's going, He'll yeah, he'll allow three runs, but he's going eight innings, seven innings. Um, but he had five pretty bad games. I just found out of, I don't even know how many And total. one of
0: them was against the Twins 10 days prior mm-hmm. where he went three innings exactly. and up three runs. Um, he
1: is like any pitcher who has ever pitched... In Major League Baseball, he's prone to a stinker now and then. So that's a totally
0: reasonable question. Um, and he know. being an old-time baseball guy says, come on now. Right. Why would you pull him in the first inning even if he gives up three runs? Why? Because if you don't win this game, your season's over. So
1: Right. It's not the same as, uh, <clears throat> let's say, it's not the same as May 1 when he went five and two-thirds and allowed five runs. That game doesn't. Make or break the season for you
0: so you can keep him in. let well let's say this game was played, you know, in July. Does Paul Molitor leave Irvin Santana in or the third inning? Does Girardi leave Severino in longer than he did? If this is any point in the season that isn't September or October, they
1: both leave the starters in because Should you they? don't you don't want yeah, because you don't want to just destroy your bullpen, because what could happen is um your next pitcher the next day could be just as bad and you're in a situation where you're scrambling you're switching guys from triple a to min- major leagues and um some games are losable in um July they're not in this situation even Severino if, had to go I, Severino needed to go he was bad you got to What if you No know, there's
0: certain games that are losable, you say what if the Yankees say, let's say they lost the division by two games, which I think they did this year. And is that is that enough for you to say, we need to pull him quick, we need to win this game because you never would know. much rather play Houston?
1: Well, bullpen arms Cleveland. are generally worse pitchers. So if you're taxing your bullpen, um, that could ultimately in the long run in the long run make you lose more games than that one game especially if and it's all situational if the game before your starter pitched three innings you just have the guys you have you got to leave them in um because you didn't bring anybody up or down because you wouldn't think severino would be that bad and then the next game what if the next guy's a bad outing too um you have to
0: consider it um the other factors is your bullpen rested if they are then maybe you make the move if they're not then you let severino Uh, get out there. or Odds are pretty good
1: Severino, a guy like that, is going to find it quickly after that one bad inning. He might have one other bad inning or something, but you could probably get five innings, five runs out of him that game probably. Um, And that's fine. That's still winnable. You you haven't thrown in the towel if you leave him in.
0: And something that people like managers never do is bring back a guy on short rest, even if they've only pitched two innings and threw 50 pitches. I'd be fine with them doing that. Maybe bringing them back a day earlier mm-hmm. that screws up their schedule or whatever. Uh, figure it out. You're a big league pitcher, so
1: it means more in a division game, I guess. If it's two, so if it's if you're playing the Red Sox, you're like, all right, we can. If you're playing the Red Sox, then it's the last game of that series, and your next series is against Oakland. Mm-hmm. You can say, well, maybe this maybe this one has double importance because it does, because um, games swing both ways in that situation so um there's it's too there's too many factors is this a reasonable question to ask a radio host yes yes of course because it's exactly what happened <laughs> yeah. in the game and he refused to answer the that's question. the whole point of that by the way um what happens, radio what, is, happens what happens about, with this let's talk about on uh, let's talk about stuff that has happened and apply it to hypothetical situations that could happen that's good radio apparently he didn't think so well isn't he being replaced soon or retiring? He's retiring pretty soon, yeah. Good. I don't
0: think he has a voice for radio, which is weird. I do, obviously. By the way, I saw him today, so there you go. Not great. <laughs> uh next week we will have known the championship series and uh, we will be a game into each series. Whether that is uh, Washington and uh, the Dodgers, the Cubs or the Dodgers, Cleveland Houston more than likely. So uh is there a is there a pitching matchup that you said uh, you said what was it? Last week, you wanted to see a certain matchup, like in the world, didn't you? In the World Series or something? Uh, Scherzer-Kluber or something yeah. like that, or Kershaw and Kluber. You had Washington-Cleveland. I think
1: uh, Scherzer-Kluber would be good. I think um, Strasburg-Kluber would be good. I think I think basically the first three games of a Nationals-Cleveland Series would be good. That's why I wanted that one, because I think... I think, um, let's say it's Scherzer, Kluber, Strasburg, Bauer, Carrasco, Gonzalez. Those are good. No other other pair of teams can do that, I don't think.
0: Would you say it's a pretty good bet next Saturday night or Saturday afternoon? Houston-Cleveland will be Verlander versus Kluber in game one. Assuming Houston doesn't go five, that would be a good, good game. Between the two best pitchers, probably right now, and going to
1: have to go if he hasn't.
0: If he's going to have a week and a day between starts, game five or game game one Saturday, Houston, um, Cleveland, Verlander and Kluber. That's uh, that is great lining up for that at the moment. Verlander is probably the best pitcher right now in baseball. The way, he's, well, the, the way he's pitched, I can think of dozens of
1: pitchers that have uh, zero ERA right now or haven't allowed to run at least in the playoffs. They all play for the White Sox. Great, so they're better. There you go. <laughs> no, I can't. Yeah, actually, yeah. Ver- Verlander's probably um, the guy just because um, he's been the best. That's why you he's know he's and he he's the kind of guy that can be bad in an inning, but still pitch well on the, over the course of the game. So he, yeah, he might have a one bad inning where he lost three runs or something, but he's still going to be your best option probably the next inning. Um other pitchers aren't necessarily
0: he was six and oh with Houston in the last month with an ERA around one. That's pretty five and you know, Five and oh five and oh five starts 6 Now so. he's six and oh with six starts and a playoff start and a win. So there you
1: go. Mm-hmm. Much better with uh Houston than with Detroit, although probably good
0: with Detroit. Probably more runs too. Probably more run support, even though he's not needed barely any runs to win these Cut games. Cut the walks by a bunch too. So, Probably a little extra motivation there, trying to yeah, I'm sure the trying to win. win a World Series because he doesn't to win. have get that TWTW. TW. Yeah, first I, week, first week of the playoffs. A thumbs up. It's been very yes, good. Yes,
1: uh, yes. The wild card games were good. I can't wait to not see one of those kind of games for a year. No, well, that'll be next year because I do not like them. I like the games. I mean, the games themselves are great. I hate the make or break.
0: I like that. I like that. That's Sca- what it's makes it good. Scary.
1: It's too scary for me.
0: That's what makes it good. That's what scares me. <laughs> Next week I should sound normal, and uh, we will talk game one of the championship series. There you go.
1: We will talk game one of the Nationals Dodgers and the Cleveland Houston series.
0: You miss, You said what well, you meant Cubs. No Dodgers is what you meant. I disagree with such things. As we do. And next week, this is something I promised a while back, hopefully I remember. Uh, again, that video of George Brett that uh, we never played. And uh, it's very, it's just very good is what it is. Okay. That you've never heard of, which I would like to have you here on the air live. George Brett gets and get the your thumbs reaction. down to Mike Schmidt. Mm-hmm. Not as good as Mike Schmidt, you say? No. Terrific. Next week, <laughs> we'll talk about George Brett. We'll see what you think. Will we talk to George Brett? We will, f- maybe. Okay. We'll see. That's the I, um, yeah. That would be. I'm sure you get somebody with Kansas City has his number. That would be fantastic to get him and to talk about his reaction to this video, which hopefully he knows is out there. It's I've been out there for ten years. So next week, George Brett
2: and the LCS right here on the 2080 Baseball Podcast.